0: What's up, Thumpers? Welcome back to a very exciting review. I'm so excited to be talking about the Mandalorian. The very first episode has officially debuted on Disney Plus, which launched officially today. i mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Oh, <laughs> there thanks. you go. There it's you a, go. Look, it's a broken headset. We're running another show downstairs at the same time, so yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not gonna stay up, is it?
0: Probably not. It'll stay. I want, It'll it, stay. I want it right here. Get Adam. it right in I want the it right corner right there, of his and mouth. It,
1: look, look what's gonna happen. It's gonna drip. You uh, little. And then if I want, if it goes too high, it goes too high. It stays too high. Yeah. So it needs to be There's right that here. It's not going to stay, though. Keep talking. Hi. Hector's just going to hold it the entire episode. You're going <laughs> to just hold it? Hold, <laughs> hold it?
0: <laughs> For your sweet face? <laughs> wow. This is a big deal. It's yeah, episode one. I'll hold one. this one. I'll hold this one this way. Okay. And it's it's like being pampered. Mm. There you go. Go, Adam. Go, go, go. go. We're going to be talking about the Mandalorian today because I could barely hold it together <laughs> last night trying to download Disney+. I was very, very excited. I was able to get it early. Oh. Uh, I was able to get get it downloaded early on uh, <laughs> on, on our Roku, uh-huh. and uh, I was pretty excited to be able to finally, after so much anticipation, log into Disney Plus and check out this show. The second that I saw that, I could actually log in. I stopped what I was doing. I threw everything on the floor, and I yeah. jumped on the couch, and I was like, everyone, assemble. And you
2: stayed up till 4 a.m.
0: I did. I did. Watching so there's everything. a lot of stuff on Disney Plus, as we all know. There's the 4K restorations of Star Wars, which if you're someone like me, I've been pixel-fucking it to death. <laughs> and and just seeing all, all the things that they've changed.
2: I think you for, should explain that term to people nah, who
0: don't I know. I won't. It's fine. Okay, never mind it's then. It's, it's pretty uh, self explanatory. Uh, yeah, yeah pretty term. much. You know, so I've been like going through and, and, and looking at all that stuff and seeing like what they've changed yeah, and everything. Yeah. But that's not what we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about the mandalorian yeah so let's set up
2: <laughs> why we're talking about the mandalorian yeah. and what we are planning to do with the mandalorian right so we
0: told people we we're going to be doing a podcast for the mandalorian and as it, obviously if you're watching this this is not a podcast but we decided that the first episode was was, get, was a perfect opportunity for us to talk about the thi- the show itself but also to let you know that going forward every episode of the mandalorian podcast will be exclusive on patreon it's kind of the same thing we've done with Titans except for Titans we didn't actually make a first episode video like, talking about the very first episode of season two mm-hmm. but for this we thought okay this is a really really great opportunity to sort of bring you guys in let, and let you know what we're doing on Patreon. We're going to be doing podcasts for not just The Mandalorian not just Titans but potentially other shows in the futures as well yeah. and we're going to make those all accessible on Patreon first and then when the season ends we're probably going to drop all those episodes all at the same time publicly for everybody yep. else to consume. Yep. 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 Uh, but for now it's going to be all exclusively on on patreon and the thing that i'm excited about is other than talking about the show is for patreon to potentially grow and allow us to be able to talk about more shows yes i really want to do a podcast about smallville my girlfriend has been wanting to do it with me as well so we're hoping we'll be able Mm -hmm. to do that right And, and and not only that like we can also do shows that aren't necessarily within the superhero genre. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's please. so absolutely. much stuff out there. Things like yes. Chernobyl, yeah. even things on Disney. Plus. Right. HBO Max is probably going to have a lot of cool stuff. I want
1: to so. rewatch uh, season one, part one of Primal. Yep. Before, like yeah. Like next year, yeah. before yeah. part two comes I out. I just saw that
2: on yeah. Friday, I believe. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so good, and I need to talk about that Was Yeah. It? Right?
0: Right? Yeah. I know. I'm very, very excited. But for now, we're going to be talking about the very first episode of The Mandalorian. So if you don't know the premise of the show, the premise of the show is that it takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Adam, they know. And the main <laughs> story is about a Mandalorian. <laughs> and we're going to follow his journey for the next eight episodes. But in this yeah. first episode, the thing that got me really excited, right off the bat, you could tell that this show was made by people who have a deep, deep, deep love for Star Wars yeah. and the deep, kind of deep cut, Lore of Star Wars as yes, well. Absolutely, the first yes, episode is directed by Dave Filoni. It's his first live action yeah. debut.
1: So happy for Dave. Yeah, absolutely. He Mr. Filoni. Great, great he job. has been
0: great job. A, a Padawan of George Lucas's for many, 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 many years when he was brought in to Haven't work we on all, Clone Wars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he literally got
0: some work next to George oh, yeah. Lucas, okay. so that's a pretty okay. amazing honor yeah. all in itself. Uh, but very exciting. I, I loved the Clone Wars CG cartoon that he did, mm-hmm. and I have w- have been looking forward to seeing Dave Filoni transition over into live action. Uh, and he's simultaneously working on the new season of the Clone Wars, which will debut in February. Ooh, cool. So he's very much just like fully, yeah, just fully wrapped in the Star Wars world. And I think for a show like Mandalorian, where you're going to explore... Uh, sort of an undefined part of the Star Wars timeline up to this point. Yeah. I think it's really great to have someone who's so in, immersed in immersed the world. Immersed in that lore Absolutely. and that world. Yeah. I mean,
2: you kind of have to be in order to write a story so well. Like, what we saw in this episode, I, I said it in my tweet, I was mm-hmm. like, somebody's watching Samurai Jack. Like, yeah. somebody's watching some old classic stuff yeah. that really, really made me enjoy this episode more than I've enjoyed a lot of regular series kind of uh, content recently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the pacing was perfect, like it just moved along, it felt like an old western, but it also felt refreshing, yeah. like refreshing new at the same time, um, it, I thought it was a little bit dark, like film wise, it, mm-hmm. w- it was a little bit too dark for me, but maybe that was just the room or the screen that I was watching it on, mm-hmm. but there were some cases where I saw where it was a little dark to kind of see what was going on. But I do love that they gave uh, Horatio Sands and Brian Pusain some <laughs> some parts because you know they're so mega big. Star Wars so geeks. Yeah. And what that got me thinking was like, man, all these mega Star Wars geeks in Hollywood are gonna have an opportunity to be yeah. in Star Wars at this Pretty point, good. you know? Which is Great. really really cool because I love Horatio Sands in anything really, right. uh, and to it, see him as the alien in the beginning was awesome. It was
1: really fun because I was like, wait. I know that me voice. Me too. And I'm Same. like, who is that? Same. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> choo-choo. I didn't really <laughs> realize Ratio. who it was
2: until he was captured in, in the uh, the bottom floor mm-hmm. of the Mandalorian ship. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and so I was like, oh, shit. That's my boy Horatio. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this show hit so many good things for me. And there's so much to unpack on it. But I want to hear what you guys initially thought of this show. I really liked it. Yeah. But
1: the ending made me really love it. Because are we do- this okay. is a spoiler thing. This is a full spoiler thing <laughs> because course. it's episode one. I mean, yeah, so we're talking about the episode. I was digging on it. I was grooving on it. I was digging the mm-hmm. pace, but I had to like correct my brain because yeah. there was a moment early on where I was yeah. like, this feels like, like, am I, am I being bored? Am I, is this boring? Is this going too slow? Uh-huh. No, uh-huh. I'm just so used to Star Wars movies yeah. Yeah. going from planet to planet to planet, you know, right. just at such a fast pace that right. I was like, okay, 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 okay.
0: Try to, get used to easy. try to get used to this. Try to get used to this. Take
1: it easy. Take it in.
0: And it's only 38 minutes long, right. which was also a surprise. <laughs> there you go.
1: Only 38 minutes long. It's uh, uh um uh, And uh what what's cool is that I realized while watching it, I'm like, this is trying to chase that Western um, – pacing yeah and we're gonna get seven more episodes of this we're really gonna because the episode is not explaining a bunch of stuff no it's doing great world building yes but also while watching it i'm kind of in the in between because i was watching it with my girlfriend abby and at first she thought straight up that it was boba fett right and i was like no 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 no. this is a new you know because she was like it'd be cool if this show wasn't about boba fett but about i'm like that's not boba fett yeah and she's like oh okay because it's not you know it's 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 interesting how the show works I think, best for people that are pretty knowledgeable about Star Wars. Yeah. But what's cool is that it's not hitting you over the head with, this is after Return of the Jedi. Right, right, it's right like right. It's all there if you kind of know yeah. what to listen yeah. for. Yeah. But, but it's, not it's not the primary focus correct. of the show. And right? The primary focus is this character, yes. this as-of-yet-unnamed Mandalorian character, right. played, I think, a great job by Pedro Pascal. Absolutely. Great physicality, great voice. Yep. And I know that in episode one they say, you know, they keep reiterating like, "Is it true? You guys will never take your helmets off?" Yeah, and I know that as a Star Wars fan, that's true. Right. And we see a little bit of stuff that I'm sure that huge fans of Boba Fett and Mandalorian like lore in Star Wars were right. geeking it's never out. Really been explored. Exactly. Has to see the 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 armor being made, Dude, and I'm like, "This I is was dope." Geeking at that because I love seeing stuff like yeah. that. But it's at the same time, it's not over-explaining stuff. It just kind of is, yeah. And I could see that that might grab people, and that might not grab people. Right. If you're not already familiar with that, you might right. just be like, okay, well, why should I care about that? And yeah. how can I connect with this character who yeah. we don't see his face? Right. I know I rewatched the trailer too, and I'm like, I know we're gonna. He's gonna take his helmet off eventually. Because yeah. Because it's the yeah. same thing with you know you set up a rule. You will break the rule if it gives you a good story moment. If yeah, Star Trek yeah. tells us constantly Spock has no emotion, right? You better damn well believe yeah. multiple episodes yeah. that motherfucker crying well, because that leads to you know good story. To it, when you go, oh my God, Spock's crying, right. a a It's a big deal.
2: I've said all this stuff before. I, so I think what's going to come into play yeah. is the little baby that we saw yes yeah. Love it I love that ending. him having to take off his helmet maybe to protect the baby or oh. like something like somebody's maybe. gonna make him choose like take your helmet off or I'm slicing this so, little mother you know it's you know? possible and, yeah and, it, and so that's something and like that's that.
1: what I'm excited about so I really like this as a pilot as an episode one. I didn't love it the way that I loved every other Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's varying degrees of love. But by the end of this, I went, what a great, okay, let's go into right, right. the rest of the story. And now it felt, it reminded me of classic Westerns. It reminded me of. Um, uh, oh my God! I can't believe I'm blanking. Um, uh, the the manga, and then the the Japanese films. Um, Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf and Cub. Yep. Right into Old Man Logan. Yep. Where Wolverine literally has a Hulk baby. Yep. At the end of that story, and he's like, "All right, I guess I'm gonna raise I guess it. I like, gotta take care of this. It's a little yeah. green thing, yeah. you know." So at the end of this, I'm like, "Oh my!" As soon as I, as soon as we saw what it was, yeah, I was like, "I am fucking yeah. in Lone Wolf on and this cub, baby Yoda." Yeah, it's exactly. A new baby Yoda. A
2: new creature. A new that creature. is
1: of the yoda's race
2: because yeah. at this point yoda's already 900 years old and y- dead and, and dead oh yeah and dead yeah. So he's a ghost. Well, also on top <laughs> of right. that
0: the, the the species that yoda is has always been one of the most mysterious and undefined things in the star wars lore yeah, absolutely and george lucas has kind of kept it that purposeful yeah and and it's never really purposely been been explored in comic books graphic yeah. novels whether it's expanded universe or or, or not and we've had one other character that's, sim- that's of Yoda's species in episode one, and it was Yaddo. Yep. It was another member of the Jedi Council. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when it came to episode two and beyond, that character kind of disappeared out of the movies and, and right. was never really spoken of again. Right. So the fact that we're going back and we're going to now potentially explore and or have some sort of supporting character that's yeah. a 50-year-old baby yeah, uh, that is of <laughs> Yoda that. species so is pretty awesome. Of, yeah. It's going to yeah, start talking like really cool. baby Herman from, from Roger Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> right. It Come exactly. on, pick Come me on. up. What are you doing? I'm fifty years
1: old. <laughs> Change my diapie. Whang. Looking for my cigar. I am. Where is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so so that's kind of my overall thoughts. Yeah. And I really dug the cast. I thought that they were all Same. fantastic. Yeah. Carl Weathers was dope. Amazing voice, amazing pre- That dude ages so well. Oh yeah. Because he was like, that's Apollo Creed in the first Rock. In yeah. the fir-
2: and he looks just like he does he in the first Rock. He's yeah. He looks great. He's got shorter hair, um, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Nick
1: Nolte, as the voice of that guy, was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have spoken. That guy was yep. great. I have yep. spoken. Taika Waititi was great. Sucks that he died. Yep. I was honestly bummed, and I'm like, oh, I'm, man. I'm okay with that. I it. wanted him I'm to a, be. I'm okay with but that. But he's going to direct an episode later. Yeah. And, yeah. He'll, you know. He will I mean, the They can use him to do other voices, As long as Marvel hasn't killed Korg. <laughs> I'm fine. You can't kill Korg. He still has Korg. And yeah. then my favorite part of the episode, hands down, was Werner Herzog. Me too. That, dude that voice is so good. It's incredible. Yeah. I want to I yeah. read the synopsis, the summary in Werner Herzog's Do voice. It. We meet the Mandalorian on an unnamed planet collecting his final bounty. Once collected, he reconvenes with Griff Kaga to collect his winnings. When a new mysterious bounty is placed before him, it leads him to a mysterious client and enough Beskar Steel to form a new pauldron for his mission. Upon arriving to a desert planet, an Ugnat Moisture farmer helps the Mandalorian to his bounty who, along with IG-11, recover the bounty. (laughs)
2: I think that's how we need to have you introduce
1: every, <laughs> every other podcast, podcast that we do. I'll do it. So that's I guess you're just gonna, to gonna do every with, podcast yeah. that we ever produce. I'll work <laughs> on my Werner Herzog. Yeah. It's the most fun. That guy's incredible. Yeah. His presence is great. His voice was great. Yeah. Just that whole scene with like the like the scientists coming in and mm. there's right. all these like, stormtroopers and we like, like I'm like you guys have seen some shit. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't I want ha- to mess with those what guys. Don't miss Harp to you. what harpened here.
2: Yeah, it was really great. Those guys don't miss exactly. No, those guys don't miss. I really like. One the the one of the shots that really astounded me, which felt kind of like an old school, almost eighties action movie, was uh, when they were pinned down in that area and he had to grab the gun, like yeah. like the big machine gun. Yeah. I could that's sort of like on a it. to me that felt like a throwback to Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator, where he grabs the mini gun. watched
0: Terminator two, and I'm like, man, I'm feeling this eighties vibe right now. Right, mm-hmm. exactly,
2: mm-hmm. right. So when he was on that thing just doing circles, I was like. Yes, this yep. is
0: dope. So it's giving me heart. It's giving me
2: good story. It's giving yeah. me great action. It's giving me everything that I've really wanted from a from a Star Wars property for a while. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that I was missing it. And this yeah. is really strong is pilot.
1: Awesome. Really strong pilot. I think really strong for Disney Plus to come out the gate with like, oh, here's what we can do. Yeah. But here's the exciting thing. Again, I rewatched the trailer. Uh-huh. And in the trailer, there's some shots. There's some moments. There's some yeah. stuff that I was reminded of, and I'm going. I bet you whatever episode that is. I'm going to like more than episode 1. Probably. It's a strong pilot, but yeah. it, like after the the first episode was done with everything that the show sets up, I yeah. was like, I cannot imagine this will be my favorite episode because yeah, w- right. because what the rest of the story could like unfold is right. is incredible. Right, so, right, right. cannot wait to see the rest of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. That, like I said, yeah. I,
2: this is giving me strong samurai jack vibes. So, we are yet to see the best to come because we, like from the very beginning, you think of a bounty hunter, you think probably a villain. Probably not that likable of a guy. He's going out. He chopped a dude in half in the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the nicest guy. But then when he goes to get his pauldron, he gets flashbacks of what he was. He was a foundling. He didn't know his parents. He was going to donate
1: some of his stuff to a foundling, and was like the precious metal that he
2: got. He used a little bit for his pauldron, but he's also giving the rest away to the rest of the foundlings. And then at the very end, when the little baby reaches out for his hand, you're like. I can connect with this guy. This guy has a heart, even though he's a murderous
1: bounty hunter. He killed... This is how how good that thing at the end was. Again, watching it with Abby, and this is her reaction. She's into the show. She's enjoying it, whatever. But she's also kind of like, I don't know about this main character. Again, you can't see his face. And we were talking about, well, in Mandalorian lore, you can't Mm -hmm. in the culture, you can't take it it off. It's a cultural thing. But I was telling her, I'm like, I'm sure the show, we're going to see his head. I'm just going to see his beautiful face. But then at the end, when the thing unveiled the baby... Creature yeah, in there, she yeah. was like, "Oh my god!" and like loved it. And she loves Taika Waititi uh-huh, as much uh-huh. as the next person. Right. And as soon as Taika was like, "Like we have to eliminate it," yeah. and was about and to like shoot it off, yeah. Abby was like, "Don't you dare fucking shoot that baby!" <laughs> like she was so like, "Don't you dare!" <laughs> you and then so when the, when the blast went off and there was that half a second beat. Yeah. And then ig ig eleven falls. Yeah, yeah. Abby was like, "Good." She was like, "Good, you <laughs> die." Like she was in it. That yeah. was it. That was the hook. So it's a yeah. really
0: great it's a really great hook, yeah, and it yeah, really it gets me really, excited for the rest really, of really it. was really good. I think the yeah. other thing that that for me is like someone who yeah. I love all corners of Star Wars, but I feel like because the movies are so yeah. are so like there <laughs> are so like there big, there yes. and and they're, they 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 truly like yeah. are world changing and galactic. They right. like influence everything that happens in the galaxy. It's so nice to have a story that's so sort of small and centralized yeah. about one character, yeah. one mission, and another mission, and a little a little subset of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. because of the movies, it's kind of the same thing. Initially, when it started, I thought, "Okay, am I really into this, or is it moving too slow? Like, how do I feel about the pacing?" Right, right, right. right. But by the time you get to the end, it you really appreciate the fact that Favreau and Filoni, they could have very easily gone big with this, absolutely, mm-hmm. and instead of going big they really focused on character moments absolutely and getting and allowing us to get to know the mandalorian because yeah in the first scene he's really set up as traditionally a bounty hunter who right. just kills for this, his and does whatever he really has good. to do yep. to get his bounty right. mm-hmm. in this show there's a little bit more to that character absolutely. we find out that he is he is He's not maybe necessarily from Mandalore. He probably right. was born somewhere else and right. was like brought in to be Super to become right, a part right. of the Mandalorian cool. family. Yeah. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is yep. that why he's an empathetic character? Is that why he donates do his Beskar steel? Do the rest of
2: the Mandalorians feel this way? Is yeah. he an outcast? What exactly. What is going on in this? Another moment that I really like too, which I'm just going to keep saying, Samurai Jack over again. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the um, the Jack Jump. The Jack Jump episode yeah. mm-hmm. where he was yeah. really getting along with the natives of yeah. the planet and he was learning from them was when he was taming that giant, uh, whatever it was, that two legged beast thing. Mm-hmm. And it instead happens of in this episode, right, yeah. exactly. It happens in this episode and he's just instead of trying to force it, he n- went in calm. So you realize that he is a very flexible individual and you just get some beautiful character moments from him. Through just a little tiny, yeah. a little tiny interaction with this giant yeah. beast, and, you that know? You to, yeah, exactly. and that speaks to Mandalorian. Yeah, and that you speaks wrote to like that speaks to the or whatever yeah. it was
0: yeah. called. Dude, yeah, dude, the mythosaurs, they're. Awesome. I need to this see awesome a picture looking. of a do um, yep. Which have not, I don't, have not been explored cinematically either, but they've been in the comic books and all kinds of stuff. And it's kind of like how we were introduced to Boba Fett. And I'm I would love it if we saw Mifisaur show up in the yo, show. Yo,
1: this show makes me feel like I'm reading a Star Wars novel or yeah, comic book. Yeah. It feels like expanded universe. Yeah. It feels like legacy stuff. It feels like modern, you know, in continuity, yeah. Which is awesome to get yeah. that feeling of like, I want to go and read the, um, the Chuck Wendig. Novels, The Aftermath, Mm -hmm. that take place again between Return of the Jedi and and Force Awakens. I need to go back and read those, man.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, also, it had a lot of Rogue One vibes to me as well. And I think a lot of that is because the Mm cinematographer is the same cinematographer, Greg Frazier, who's also going to be working on the Batman. Yeah. Uh, And I, and I, sort of love that. I love that element of bringing people who've previously kind of dipped their toes in the Star Wars world and are getting to mm-hmm. now expand and play more in that. So I love that. It had a continuity, like there was a, a continuity yes. there that felt very familiar to yeah. me when I was watching it. Um, and I think it's also very impressive for Jon Favreau to, to be to be a guy who... Started as an independent filmmaker, has worked his way up, has worked really, really hard and done all all sorts of incredible things, done movies like Chef, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies ever, but then can also go off and make and create this series, Mm -hmm. pitch it, and it's sort of being accepted with open arms by by most people who are watching it and collaborating with someone like Dave Filoni. Like, it's really the perfect recipe for Star Wars success, I think. Right, yeah, I agree. And I
2: think he's... He's tapping the right talent. Yeah. This episode felt like it was made by people who really loved and wanted to be a part of it. And it honestly
0: feels a lot less like... Not that the Star Wars movies feel like they're made by committee, but I think because... The Star Wars movie are su- such an important cornerstone of Lucasfilm and right. Disney. Right. There's a lot more pressure on the movies to perform yeah. and yeah. to Dude, be accepted by worldwide I, audiences.
1: I, I, I said this on Collider Live yeah. earlier today. It's crazy that this is coming out weeks before Episode Nine. No right. pressure right. on right. Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No pressure at all at no. it's like yeah. you should. It's not, setting the bar really. Right. Yeah, you should not be looking at the Mandalorian to get your like. Okay, well, I'm coming off of The Last Jedi, so I need to. It. It's like, no, 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 episode nine, dummy. Yeah, right. that's what yeah. that's going to be. Yeah. And it's coming out in just a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So if you watch The Mandalorian and go, yeah, but I need to know more about The First Order and the Empire, and mm-hmm. it's like, that's happening in the big show. You'll get that. This is not the big show. This is a great writer, director coming in, and like you guys are saying, grabbing great talent. I love Ludwig Granson's score so in good. this. Yep.
0: The second that the Mandalorian shows up in the bar in yep. the opening, when the door opens, it's yeah. funky. It's full Western, Western sci-fi. It's fantasy. wonderful. Yeah.
1: He's really. I love his stuff in Creed. I love yep. his stuff in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So um, good. I Creed like. Too. I like his Venom score. He did Venom. Mm. Mm. But but uh, <laughs> but this is <laughs> okay. fantastic. Okay, and uh, and it's also cool that like this would be like the third major. Um, star wars character a lead that's like played by a latino actor Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh, in 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 like in like a a handful of years amazing this chilean american actor i think no chilean is he chilean american uh yeah chilean american Pedro Pascal is wonderful. Yeah. I love his sense of humor. I love the guy, his persona in real life yeah. and stuff. So I'm rooting for him, and I'm so happy for him. But yeah. like, he had a great voice and a great physicality in this, yeah. and it is tough to do what he did with and not to not be able to yeah. emote with mm-hmm. the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we got him. We got Oscar Isaac. We got uh, um, uh, Diego Luna. Diego, Diego Luna, That's so yeah. crazy. That's, yeah. so, crazy. That's yeah. so crazy. Not to mention a couple other brown guys in We're Rogue being One seen, and here and guys. there. <laughs> We're being seen. It's pretty. It's pretty it's wonderful. Awesome. It's yeah. really. It's really really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, and I think like you know, as an uh, the one thing with this, Uh and I think it's an incredible. Uh I think it's an incredible thing to be sort of like the founding father of this on Disney+, Plus. Yeah, you've Uh now set the bar so high that the show, like we're saying, and I do believe exactly what you said, I do believe that episode by episode by episode, the show's going to get better and sleeker, and everything about it is going to improve, so by the time we get to episode eight, we're going to be in love with every single character, location, world, everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Mm -hmm. when Marvel debuts Falcon and the Winter Soldier next year, they better bring it. Yeah. So that's what
2: I told you guys in that message earlier. Yeah. I was like, dude, every show has to bring it at yes. this point. Yeah, not we. just not just the Marvel shows. Get out of here, show. Jeff Goldblum. Come every, on. Everybody who's offering
0: a streaming service yes. needs yes. to step up. Green to Lantern Netflix. on HBO Max dude, needs to pop.
2: Every show, like every animated show, anything yeah. that's happening yeah. at this point, dude, Disney just set the bar. They're like, yeah. hey guys, this is what we're doing boom, everybody's got to beat this because right now I'm like, why am I watching anything else? Not even
0: beat it though. You got to play at our level. Well, yeah. Because like, okay, we all know. Marvel movies, I love love the majority of them. Right. But you get sometimes third acts of movies where the visual effects are really not up to par. But we accept them because we're like, oh, it's a cinematic experience. We understand the complexity of making a movie. When you're spending a year working on a show that's eight episodes, you better put... Yeah. Incredible amounts of time into every right, single right, episode right, yeah. and deliver. Yeah, no, I one hundred percent agree and you're right. I should have said
2: you have to meet this bar at this point yeah. because
0: and then you can push it.
2: And then you can push it, but at this point you ha- that's the bar. Yeah. Like that is it, which makes me nervous about other shows because there's other properties that I love that I want to be treated mm. with this with this level of uh production and care. talent okay, and yeah. care and love and everything. That
1: I'm nervous about. But right. if you break it down episode by episode I think that with with this pilot it is a lot of setup mm-hmm. that hook mm-hmm. at the end is yeah. just set up. Awesome. Yeah. Wait yeah. till episode 8. This thing right. could bring me to tears potentially. Yeah. Yeah. With where it goes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that when Falcon and Winter Soldier premieres, I think that when right. WandaVision premieres, we're gonna get similar pilots, mm-hmm. similar first episodes Which I'm where they'll be totally like okay set up where they'll yeah. be like, okay, this isn't a movie, but now we're following these characters here, and this right. is what they're doing. And at the end of episode one, this dramatic hook, right, we're gonna be right, like, right. oh snap, damn! And maybe we'll be like, nah, epi- the finale of Mandalorian was way better than the premiere of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it should be, <laughs> it should be. And <laughs> right, I right, have right. faith that with this show premiering the way that it is. And Disney looking at maybe that kind of formula mm-hmm. that, like, they could sort of copy paste some of that TV formula to other stuff, while mm-hmm. then bending and breaking the rules mm-hmm. within that formula. Right, I think right, it's yeah. strong. You know, Falcon and Winter Soldier episode one is not going to end with Baron Zemo getting killed, right? right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, it's exactly. not going to be the most. We be also said insane. that the
0: beginning of Avengers Endgame wouldn't have Thanos die. Yeah. So let's be careful and what we say. You know what? That too. Yeah. Good <laughs> point. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, exactly. Well, we'll put. We'll put. We'll put. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I have a feeling that all of these shows. I don't think they're going to be following a formula at this point. I think Mm -hmm. every show that is on the slate to premiere at this point has been put there very much on purpose to give everybody a taste of what it's going to be like because that's really what they have to hit. All these target audiences because Mm -hmm. the servers crashed day one. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the biggest streaming service on the planet right now. Which,
0: you know, I saw that and and part of me totally understands the frustration of, like, getting a new streaming service and wanting to just enjoy it. Yeah. But the other side of me is like, because we run tech here every single day I'm yeah. like yeah. man it is yeah. bound to happen yeah, yeah. nothing no, is they would have had to have done some sort of a soft rollout months yeah. ago to be yeah. able to like debug everything right, right, and even right. that's like it, those are really really hard things to do well
2: yeah, yeah especially when it's your first time around yeah. you know you yeah. could follow whatever blueprints happening but right. until it's happening you don't really know how. I mean we run into problems here and it's just super simple. I have simple to hold center. my headset the whole time. Right, I mean, exactly. come on. <laughs> exactly. As well oiled so, as a machine you think you are, you're always going to run into things. We'll always run into uh, problems. One
0: thing yeah. that felt really good watching the show was seeing Salacious B. Crumb or at least another one of those yeah, uh, Kuokian, uh what do they call them? Kuokian monkey lizards you being <laughs> barbecued. How do you know that? well right it, it was funny It was I had to write it down because I couldn't remember the quokian, quokian part <laughs> um, it was hilarious because we were watching it last night and uh, Mika was here and, uh-huh. and Malika was were uh-huh. here and they're both like "Oh, <laughs> they were so sad and I'm like fuck you salacious crumb
1: yeah, that thing you is deserve not that. that that thing is not cute yeah. like a pork yeah. Yeah. that
2: thing <laughs> no, is not, not cute like no a pork, pork. that, thing no. is that little that's a <laughs> little naked <laughs> little looking evil like a little evil piece of shit yeah I think that's another thing we shade on too is that they used puppets they used a lot of practical effects in this thing there was a little person in a little droid
0: thing yeah, yeah. there was i mean uh, Nick Nolte's character the agnat mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the moisture farmer um he he was all like this well, mostly makeup face. right like and
2: with puppet like I animatronic I, I, lips or maybe i a cg th-
0: face? i'm not 100% sure if it's makeup i thought it was motion like a not motion capture but um like a puppeteer. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's yeah. a puppeteer because it's the lip flaps don't match perfectly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and it's I that, like it. It's, like, that, I'm it's totally that Star okay Wars charming,
1: yeah. like, oh, it's not the, perfect. But you it's, can tell that it's yeah, – Yeah, so no, – You
0: put Nick Nolte in there, and I'm like, oh, I'm in. Why yeah, not?
1: Yeah, no, 100%.
2: It was yeah. really good. So I really appreciated basically everything they did on the yeah. show. Cool. It gives me a lot of hope that what we are going to get is worth my time and money because, honestly, at this point, everybody's – there's so many services trying to get your attention – what, three, three, three days,
1: homie. You get episode well, two. I know. Three days. Right.
2: I'm excited. And we, are we going to talk about it in three days? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, then I'm excited for this. I'm excited for the future.
0: Uh, Disney Plus has my attention at this yeah. point. So, yeah. I mean, for me, as like, yeah. I mean, it, not just me, but like as people who love Star Wars, there's enough in, the, in this show that if you love the lore, the yeah. deep lore of yeah. Star Wars, the Mandalorian lore, yeah. and you love and appreciate all that sort of stuff, this does a really, really great job of right. the sort of setting up the potentiality of like how much oh, we can dive yeah. into yeah. Mandalore and all that sort yeah. of stuff yeah. at the same time it's telling a very new fun and unique story yes. that's building a lot of mystery it's a very it very much harkens back to to the themes in western movies and all right, that stuff right. but like that's why you get Dave Filoni and mm-hmm. John Favreau to make <laughs> this right. Dave yeah. Filoni is that guy yep. Yep. and I'm yep. really excited yep. to see I think Rick Famuyiwa is directing the next episode oh, so I'm excited get to it, see really that dope. yeah dope. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that and uh, yeah I'm just generally super excited to see where the season goes. Yeah, like 100%. This has 100% of my attention. Everything else on Disney Plus is kind of secondary at this point. And yeah, right now, yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And, I mean, most of the stuff is not all, but a lot of the stuff is catalog stuff. Yeah. Which, yeah, like, yeah. for the things that I'm into... I own a lot of it, right? Um, but yeah. if it's things I want to discover, like yeah. I'll watch it. But like Mandalorian is my number one right, right now, right, right, yeah. And then we have a whole year before Winter Sol- Falcon, and Winter, Falcon Soldier comes Winter Soldier, and, so we got some and time. then we also have the What If things, and exactly, all, all which also looks awesome. Happening. So yeah. really, well, really cool. I have thoughts on, on it, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll talk okay. about, it. we'll talk about okay. it. Uh, but guys, let us know in the comments below what you thought about this premiere episode of The Mandalorian, and if you haven't done so yet, jump over to Patreon.com/slash/HyperRPG to get all future episodes of the. Mandalorian podcast. Yeah. I'm very excited to add this to our roster of shows so to talk about every single week. Uh, Titans oh, yeah. has kind of been on a little bit of like a downfall for us. But while you're there on so the Patreon,
1: you can listen to the Titans. You can listen stuff. to yeah. Titans you as well. On We're on episode two.
0: ten yeah. of Titans right now, but I am excited to add this to our roster as well. Right. Uh, I love Star Wars, so the fact that I have something that I can look forward to every single week for the next month is awesome. That's awesome. So very very excited. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next week.